right, it's our final Velo News podcast here from the Haute Route Pyrenees. I'm Spencer Paulison, joined as always by Matt Mallow. Ooh la la. And we have a special guest today. We have Jim Cotton. Hello. Jim is a Haute Route ambassador. So Jim, give us a quick uh, 20 second explanation of what that is. Uh, as an ambassador, I just help the Haute Route spread the word about the organization and kind of get the community interested in it. And I think you do a good job of that. You got a blog, right? Yeah, I've got a blog. It's called mountainmutton.wordpress.com. Shout out to the blog. Go check it out. You read that blog before yeah. we went here. Yeah, you? you sent it to me. Yeah, I read we, it too, obviously. We were uh, really, we were definitely digging through it in, in preparation mode for this, so it was definitely. very helpful. Yeah, it's good. We're going to get to a little more specifically with Jim in a sec, but uh, for starters, we're done. Yeah, we did it. Oh my God. Wow. We're finished. Yes. We're here in Toulouse. We're in the Jardin Japonais. We've had um, a little bit very of nice bubbly little wine. Yeah, we got a little wine. Uh, what's the wine we're drinking? Oh, yeah, sparkling Mauzac. We've had a Mauzac attack from <laughs> Domaine Plageul. It's a really cool natural producer. We found a little natural wine shop not far from where we are and uh, decided to do a little picnic here in, in, the, in the Jardin before our our uh, our little late evening apero here with the with the oat root yeah it's awesome little park you'll hear people walking by in the audio hopefully it's not too intrusive yeah. gives you a little atmosphere though yes. i'll tell you what gave us some nice atmosphere uh <laughs> dog coming by and taking the big old poop oh just yeah right next to us mm-hmm. classic french move and Doesn't of course any Frencher than that. They, didn't, they didn't pick it up definitely not we had an extra plastic bag though so we did that in spencer order. did the duty spencer did for, for the french the good of the french and also for the good of the this wine because it would taste pretty crappy if you had to sniff dog poop while you're drinking yeah yeah it's a sensory experience right absolutely we were just downwind of it so we really started you know losing the effect of the wine and gaining the effect of the number two well i haven't lost the effect of the wine i feel pretty good right now mm-hmm. we're done stage seven is over it was what was it 153 kilometers it's another long approximately one. yeah, yeah long pretty day. long pretty one long giant spike i think probably mountain. the second longest day second to the first right? day yeah off the top of my head uh we're just flying without instruments at this point i don't have oh, the road yeah. book in front of me never mind it was super foggy screw it so. yeah. yeah we uh yeah it was foggy start in bagnard de luchon which like i said and we, we said it in the last podcast bagnard de luchon is such a cool town. Awesome town. Love that town. Great mountain town. Absolutely go there. We climbed out of Bagnard de Luchon over the Col de Monte. We did the double mint today. Double mint, yep. yep. Yesterday we went over to Monte in the opposite direction. This time we left Bagnard de Luchon out of over the Monte and it was cloudy. It was foggy. It was nasty. Yeah, it was drizzly yeah. and wet. Drizzly wet and hectic start. Yeah, sketchy. Yeah, there was a crash Super in the sketchy. valley. The, the only crash of the week, I think, of course, came on the last day when everybody was really nerved out and uh, descending through the big valley in the, in the rain and cold. Turns out the, the guys who are first and second on the overall crashed, but they were all right. They recovered. They, they made back, it back. Yeah. I think, yeah, it was just one of those I tell you, the most dangerous roads are the wide open roads that are fast because everyone has a chance to move up a little and that's when the trouble starts. But we all got through in one piece, no trouble. Luckily. Had plenty of uh, train tracks to bounce over. There were a lot of train tracks. Lots of bead-ons flying everywhere, like little grenades. There was a little bit of that. That's definitely true. Yep, but fortunately we hopped onto the Monte, did the climb. It was about a give or take a 10K climb. 11 or 12, yes. Pretty nice. Yeah, I think maybe 11. Uh, Nice switchbacks. It's a great climb. I wouldn't recommend doing it in the rain when it's cold. No, if you can avoid that, it's even better. Great climb, and the problem was 
the back side, the descent was worse than the front side weather-wise. Super rainy. It was quite rainy, very wet. But Matt, we oh, we lessons learned. We here. learned our lessons yes. from the cold span. Yeah, we, we were well prepared. Brought our rain jackets, mm -hmm. gloves. We brought our gloves. I had an ass saver on my bike, a fender. Smart. I had a cap to keep the the sprinkles out of my face. Yeah. Uh, I still got kind of cold. Light colored rims and the sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. Smart. No dark sunglasses today. today. And then um, we got into a group for the second time segment. They were mercifully did not time the descent. Yes. Uh, second segment, we got into a group. We rolled fast in the group. We chain ganged. Chain gang, right? That's that's say. the is that term. A Brit term. It, it is chain, that, chain gang. Is well, we use it, but in a different sense. Chain gang's like what you do if you're in in you prison. Know, yeah, it's uh, kind of some old it's school. Like a daisy chain. Sure. As, as we say in the UK. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? So you got a word daisy for everything. Chain. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, chain gang's like old school. What's Pick that movie? on the oh, side like of the road and stuff. Smashing up rocks and stuff. Right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. kind of old school. Who are the movies? There's some like old school movies like Prison about movies. chain gangs. Yeah, I forget. Oh boy. We're, our, our, our brains are too melted We're pretty to fried. think of this sort of thing. And also, we've got a lot of wine here. That's also true. Uh, we got back though. And um, Made Matt, it alive. Oh, Matt won the bunch sprint. Yeah, I did win the bunch sprint. That was a fun little moment. Yeah. And, uh, so you're uh, the fastest sprinter in the Hot Route, I'd say. Absolutely. That's Undefeated. My specialty. Undefeated. Undefeated. And you know, I'm 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 really getting ready for the the Boss Route, the Netherlands yeah. uh, route one day when they do that. <laughs> I'm be great at that one. The Pay Boss Route. The Pay Boss Route. Oh man. Uh, so that's it. We've done seven days of riding. We're really tired. I think it was like a lot, about 35 hours of riding. Yeah, a lot. Nine or eight or nine hundred k, a lot. Yeah. What are, the numbers are kind of irrelevant at this point because we're just so shredded. Right. But like I said, we're joined by Jim, and he's done this several times. He has. Uh -huh. And um, the the crazy thing is, with Jim, is that. He's only halfway done. Yeah, he's going on to do more of this. You're, do, you're going on to do the Hoodred Alps, right? Yeah, so tomorrow I sit in a van for six hours, go to Nice, and Oof. then I do the Alps, which is Nice to Geneva. So, so same thing, seven days. So Jim, unbelievable. Matt and I had a great idea. Here's what you gotta do. When you're driving there, you tell the guys in the van, they stop 100K outside of Nice or something. Yeah, you gotta stay loose, man. You go get on your bike, you ride you the rest of the way. Stay in the car the whole yeah, time. Just 100K? 100K. Maybe do No, 100K, nice, easy. Oh, nice, oh you wanna overachieve. You're showing off <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, huh, Jim? Yeah. I was thinking about that. There's a very big risk of me getting very stiff in this Don't van. do it. Get in drop a ride. Him on, have him drop you off and ride into Nice and meet him there. Yeah, so Smart. Jim, so Jim's got another seven day hot route ahead of him, which is crazy. There's actually some people who do all three, which is, Even of course, the Pyrenees psycho. and the Alps, and then Dolomites, which got to be the hardest one because those are steeper, eh? Yeah. And the weather's probably worse. Yeah, the weather is particularly starts to, starts dodgy in the apart. Dolomites. Dodgy. Yes. Yeah. Dodgy, yeah. as they say. Do dodgy. Yes. Um, but Jim, your experience, you've done the Haute Route a number of times. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background with the Haute Route rides. Uh, so I did the first one I did was the Alps in 2015. Then I did uh, Pyrenees and Alps last year, like I'm doing this year. And I did the Alp d'Huez, which is a new kind of concept mini uh, oh, right, route, right. which is like a time trial and two full road stages. A three day. Yeah. Cool. How did you like that? Was it? Was it was it? really good fun. Uh, it kind of meant because it's only three days. There's not much time off work and away from any other commitments. 
uh, and you can give it like full gas the whole way sure. without worrying about like pacing yourself too much and it was a great route as well so I think it's a really good new idea. There's also one in Bontu that's three days. That's right. That's oh, coming cool. up in, I think, October. Yeah, that's um, right. So really did you cool. prepare differently for the three-day versus the seven-day? Uh, not really. I kind of went into the three-day partly as a kind of a training thing for the seven-day. Sure. But um, I would say if you're just going to do the seven-day thing, you do need to focus a bit on being able to ride day after day after day. Whereas for a three-dayer, you can sort of get away without having that recoverability a little bit. Yeah, it, it seemed like once we got to the, the fourth or fifth day, we were starting to feel... The fifth day, I guess, was the time trial, so it wasn't quite as onerous. Yeah, just when you need a little bit of a break, it's kind of there where you're not on the, on the five-hour ride every not day. Not quite as bad, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so you're obviously very experienced doing these, preparing for these. Can you give us some general training tips or ideas, things that have worked for you, or maybe things that haven't worked for you? I guess like the main thing is just about pushing up your threshold, because a lot of it is just about what you can push for 40 minutes to an hour as you climb. Uh, but people kind of overlook the fact that quite a lot of it is quite punchy kind of group riding oh, through yeah. valleys, up, you know, up over little kickers and stuff. So. You need to have a good like two, three, four minute power as well, which, sure. which like these guys Matt and uh, Matt and Spencer have got from from doing other types of riding like mountain biking and, sure. um, and cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being a rounded rider, being a good group rider, is also just as important. And I think some people forget that. Sure. I'm glad you said that because Matt and I were talking about this on the way over, and especially after seeing you know that crash earlier today, like we mentioned, it, it's it, it's clear to me that. There's a lot of people at the Hood who are very strong. Mm-hmm. Some of them, to me, don't seem like they're very familiar with riding in groups. Yeah. If you're going to come do a Hood route, honestly, I'd say do some group rides. Make do sure some, you're doing yeah. group rides. Do some training races, maybe, yep. some training criteriums or yeah. anything like that that gets you in a bunch, responding to accelerations, following wheels. If you can follow wheels in a group and be comfortable, that saves you so much energy and and even more significantly it could save you from crashing which is obviously something you you don't want to do of course want to avoid avoid. yeah Yeah. i I totally agree that definitely is something that you got to be well aware of ready to know that the first couple hours of each day in a lot of cases especially the early stages with have run into the big coals i mean you got to you either stick in that group or you're done you know you're sort of on your own on the climbs so exactly so and for myself, living in Colorado, of course, it's very easy for me to get on big climbs. But my friend Matt obviously yeah. lives in Massachusetts where it's not, there's lander. not much in the way of climbs. Jim, do you have any thoughts on people who live in flat places? There are a lot of people in America. A lot of our listeners are, listeners are American. They probably don't live in places that always are always mountainous. big climbs. Yeah. What, what, how, do you, how do you prepare for something like a hot route if you can't do a 30-minute climb any given day? Well, I'm, I'm similar in that where I live in the UK, there's only short, like, 10-minute little steep climbs. Mm. Um, again, it comes down to just what your threshold is. I mean, it doesn't kind of prepare you for that kind of body position and the, the nuances of riding up a hill for an hour. But essentially, if you've, got the, if you've got the watts to push for, like, an hour, then that's pretty much all you can work on. Some people do, like, low-cadence stuff on the turbo or mm. on, for, like, an hour but I'm not too sure how how well that replicates a climb. So again, it just comes back to just doing sessions which will boost. threshold power. Yeah, th- yeah, like steady state, like threshold sure. gotcha. kind of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And for our listeners, 
because I know personally I'm not exactly so keen on the Queen's English. A turbo is the indoor trainer. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a turbo. Indoor a turbo trainer. trainer. That's a good vocab. There's a lot of British guys here, so it helps to know your your British cycling lingo. The yeah, turbo. that's definitely something to put in the Chain pocket. gang. Chain gang, yeah. turbo. Turbo, chain gang. Those yeah. are two There's good ones. There's a lot ones. of other ones. Yeah. It seems like whenever you encounter a British person, they always ask if you're all right. Yeah. Are you all that's, right? <laughs> that's the go-to greeting, isn't it? Oh, you're, you're right, mate. You're exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is that? Yeah, it's yeah. like... You okay? How are yeah, you doing? Yeah. How are you doing? Are you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it makes me feel like, yeah, we're it very... makes me feel like you're looking at me and being like, wow, he looks messed up. Yeah, exactly. Are you all right? But you need Bro, to. Bro, you're, 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 yeah, like, you're okay, I, man. Are you okay? You but look really also, screwed up right now. The staple English response to, are you all right, is always yes. Even yes. if, no matter how, what state you're in, you always just say yes. See, that's why we have you on the podcast, that insider info. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll blend yeah, right crucial. in. We'll blend right in. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. And this final podcast of the Hood Pyrenees, of course, is still sponsored by Topical Edge, the bicarbonate lotion that you put on your legs and it helps you feel better on a ride or in a race. Jim, you actually are a first-time Topical Edge user here at the Hood We gave you a couple packets to try, and I think you kind of liked them, didn't you? Yeah, I had a, I had a bit of a rub down on one of the mornings with some of the sachets and the burn like at the top of the climbs definitely didn't seem to be there. I felt like it was really nicely just buffering away all day long. See, there's another British term, sachet. Ah. And now, fellow news listeners, if you want your own sachets to sample, you can go to topicaledge.com slash news, request a free sample, just try it out, see if it works for you. In terms of other preparation things for the hoe route, what, uh, what about a packing list? What kind of things do you like to pack? Well, for me, because Hope Route is pretty stressful, like you're moving hotel every mm. night and things are changing every night. And there's a lot of background stress beyond the riding. Like I like to pack things which kind of make the rest of the day a bit more comfortable. Like sure. French coffee, as you'll probably know, is awful. Pretty so brutal. The AeroPress is in there, peanut butter's in there because French people don't seem to eat you can't peanut find butter. Peanut no, just Nutella. Yeah. yeah. And Nutella is good. Um, well, what's your, so what's your move with the AeroPress? Because obviously not every hotel room has a way to like heat water. water. Uh, yeah, well, there's been days where I haven't been able to do my AeroPress because I've had no kettle. Or Those are the days where you're kind of off the back, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what happens. So you basically you cold have to water hope. in the AeroPress, you're screwed. <laughs> Most hotels have a kettle in your room or you can get it at breakfast. Like sometimes you uh, make it at breakfast. You bring if, it all down. Yeah, if not, you have to suffer. But you also have to uh, make your AeroPress in the breakfast room with everyone looking at you. Whatever. But, you know, it's gains. You got to do what you got to do. Those are don't let the ha- yeah. They invented those in England, so you should know. Yeah. Exactly. Don't, yeah, let, exactly. don't let the haters stop your shine. No way. Are you a breakfast and chamois kind of guy? Or do you mm. go down plain clothes nah, and then go back and change? No, I'm not, I'm not keen on like strolling around eating croissants in my, <laughs> in my bib shorts. Good. I'm I glad you said that. I don't that. agree Thankfully. with that. Thank, Thank you. you. A lot of people in hotels like to walk around in like a sleeveless base layer with their heart rate monitor on display and their bibs. Inappropriate. I think it's wrong. Don't do that. Jim, we're seeing eye to eye 100% on this one. We're the ones rolling into breakfast pretty casual. Oh, sweats. Pretty late. Sweats, just on our phones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very late. (laughs) (laughs) Scrambling. (laughs) I like your move with the AeroPress. Maybe we'll have to do that next time. Yeah, yeah. Although, fortunately, most of our hotels have had the big machine where you just press button. Tip one, scope that thing out. The like night as before. soon as you get to that hotel, gotta check it because you need to know what your coffee situation is coffee at 5:50 in the morning. That is 
I think, extremely crucial. So. I would say, though, the weight of an AeroPress and a bag of ground coffee, it's so a good insurance it. policy. Yes, yes, yeah. I agree. We brought a few instant packets, so we didn't need them. We but, didn't need them, but... I, you know, honestly, this last one in Benyard de Lachon wouldn't them. have been bad to yeah, have them. That yeah. wasn't a very good coffee situation. They didn't have the mm -hmm. machine. No. Again, the machine. In terms of packing, this isn't an item to pack, but it's a strategy. The oat root give you a big, like, 90-litre duffel bag. Oh, the black hole. It's a black hole. Yeah, you can't is, get anything out of it. It's, yeah, it's a void. It's just a big void of space. Yeah. So you need to bring lots of little bags to put That's into really good. the big bag. We should have done that. You should have told me that before you, I did this. Before I even met you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go back oh, in time. Yeah. <laughs> no, because truly, that bag, everything just goes in. And if you could have it organized a little better, yeah. you're right on, right? That's Everything is about saving a bit of that stress, a bit of time yeah. along the way. Yeah. Because you're busy all day. I mean, you ride five, six hours, and then you need to really decompress. So, like, having the stuff without thinking is really important. I, I think. would literally unpack that bag anytime I needed to find one I know. piece of clothing. You just have to dump it out and, like... <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. Brutal. But the bag, the bag plan, I like the plan. It's mm -hmm. a good, we'll, we'll do the bags next time. Definitely. Here's a couple packing items that Matt and I... Need. Shower sandals. Oh, nice. crucial. Because... In almost all these cases, you have a post-ride shower at a rugby shower, a group shower, which is very—it's uh, <laughs> something. It's something. It's you guys are really shower. freaked out by the communal. It's shower. a little weird. Yeah, I, think I, yeah, I mean, look, you come it, after you're prepared. We we were uninitiated. I think that if you had gone to high school in the states prior to in like the 80s, yeah, if it was in the 80s, that would probably be a normal thing to do with the group shower. Yeah. For whatever reason, I think once you reach our age group. That wasn't a thing to do. No, like, it's gone out. Maybe if you played on the football team, but we didn't because we're just no, little we're, teeny we're, little we're weird people. wimps. Yeah. Like super we're nerds. Yeah, nerds. <laughs> anyway, shower sandals. Shower sandals. I are think good. that that would be that's and, really and important. your own towel and your own towel yeah, in the yeah. post ride bag. Yeah, recovery drink in the bag, some face wipes maybe, oh, and yeah. like something baby wipes. Yeah, baby wipes are good. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and beyond the showers <laughs> yes well actually no one one thing for the showers soap oh, body soap. wash yeah uh you can't always count on the french hotels having some nope. in general and then other kinds of soap soap for doing dishes soap oh, for yeah. doing laundry yes you're and gonna need to do a uh, like a big laundry in your tub at one point we did that in Banyard de Lucha. so bring some laundry detergent that's smart the other thing uh and matt encountered this firsthand was water bottle got disgusting oh yeah you need a bottle it was like brush disgusting it was like all brown it was the grossest thing for some reason i've ever seen but it, it was only one of them it was only why one was of it them? just one of them that bothers know. me it was really strange well we went yeah, and bought a bottle brush yeah I, <laughs> I found a bottle brush in like the local you know in the local casino and luckily we got it out but that bottle was really gnar so you bring know, a bottle brush. Yeah, bring a bottle brush. Smart. Not a bad thing. No nope. hygiene. I got a little cor a little corpo di vento. Corpo I think. di vento, right? Yeah, I got a little, a little sick. Little maldigola. A little, yeah, a little, a little sick. Bit of sore throat. I, sore throat today. A little little under the weather. Mm -hmm. And we, you should give a quick ask an Italian explanation. What what a corpo di vento is? Yeah. So I mean, a corpo di vento. You could ask Fabio Aru because you know, and all Italians. This is a psychosis of the Italian state. Uh, you know that you you know you will always catch a a cold. Colpo di vento, which is a burst of cold air, whether it's from an air conditioner, just a, a strong breeze, and, or a you know, rainy ride over a, a cold rainy ride, yeah. and we're very frail, uh, skimpy cyclists, so you have to keep your neck covered, and you want a very warm jacket for after your rides. Um, so be, beware of the Colpo di vento when you're doing seven-day stage races. 
uh, because you you know you can you can quickly come down with something. We on this trip luckily didn't encounter a lot of foul weather, but you should be prepared for anything. So yeah, that it rain could jacket, have been five days sure. of rain. We we didn't get that luckily, but um. But even if the weather's perfect, it's like wash your hands, keep clean, wash your bottles, wash your bottles, take care of yourself. Yes, you can't wash your hands too many times. No, as no. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. All right, so Jim, take us home with some tall tales from the Haute Route. You've done a lot of these. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you got some good stories to tell. Let's hear your best story. Uh, one of my most memorable, maybe not my most enjoyable, was descending <laughs> off, sending off the Iswad in a thunderstorm at about about two degrees, Ooh. and the road was more like a river. Uh, oh. I've done a Tom de Moulin on Celsius, top of a nice climb before. Oh, you did a, a Dumoulin. Yeah, I've done a little Dumoulin uh, on the top of a nice alpine climb. I think it's normal, right? It was, it's normal to go to the bathroom. Yeah, right? well, if it's good enough for Tom, it's good enough for me. I yeah. had a better view than him. Uh, <laughs> it probably felt awesome, right? Yeah, you felt it so was, much better. It, I did feel very good. That's I, my theory about the Giro, yeah. is that he didn't lose time then. No, he gained time. it because yeah. he would have been screwed if he hadn't stopped. And he, yeah, he yeah. did it at the right time at the bottom of the climb, See? shedding the weight. Smart. Well, in terms of properly good memories, like every day you have brilliant ones where you know you always get these crazy like little going through these crazy little villages in the middle oh, of France, yeah. and a whole families come and stand out, and the kids are shouting at you, like cheering you on, the giving you high fives. Really there. And yeah, there's a real great spirit, and on every Hope route, I meet like three, four, five people who I stay in touch with for kind of years to come and go riding with if they're local. So you always meet great people. And I think you form friendships that you don't necessarily make elsewhere, like, like with all riding, really. True. I totally agree with you. And as far as the locals cheering you on, today, when it was raining and gross, <sighs> there were people yeah. out, out there. There were people out there cheering. Yep. There were marshals out there. They didn't mind. They had umbrellas. No. no. Just hanging out. And I totally agree as well on making friends among the riders. And the interesting thing about the whole route, it seems to me that often... The pacing works out so that you usually ride with the same people yeah. every day. You find yourself with your people. We we seem to be riding with the same people almost every day, and almost all of them were really cool, and I yeah. enjoyed their company. A lot of the Scandinavians, we love the Scandos. Scandinavians yeah. guys. Yeah, we got yeah, those Erling. Awesome. Shout Erling. out to Erling from Norway. Yeah, yeah Svein. Svein. Knut. Uh, Knut. Uh, yeah. Torbjorn. That's I think that's my all-time ha- favorite name. Hakan. Scando name. Hakan. Hakan's good, but the all-time favorite Scando name of this of this hot route I think is Torbjorn. Torbjorn's great. Yeah. Hakan has the angstroms. Oh, you're right. The, he, the, the little circle, circle oh, over yeah, top. Yeah, it's yeah. not, I don't think it's called an angstrom. Well, the, I don't know. That's some <laughs> unit of measure. I don't know. But it, yes, the A with the circle over it. If I had a name like that, I would insist yeah. on getting, a lot that, of respect. getting that special character in there. Just like, yeah, I think there figure is out true. the special character on your iPhone and do it. But. There's really a spirit too that definitely ends up connecting you because in the end, you go out there, you were all working really hard to, to ride this race and you know, you're know you all really in it together at the end of the day. So there's definitely a good sort of camaraderie out there. Totally. We all have done a number of bike races throughout the years. In terms of road races, to me, this feels like one of the most cooperative. Oh yeah. There's none of the like usual nonsense of not pulling through or right. looking at each other or things like that. There's a little there's a little some there's some once in a while people are being yeah, silly. Yeah, but not as a whole. Yeah. But not so bad. Yeah, not so bad. Not yeah, so bad. Absolutely. Oh, hey Jim, you're a fan of Ask a Cat 3, aren't you? Oh, I am indeed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah Why don't you give us that. an Ask a Cat 3 for how a Cat 3 deals with the hot route being so cooperative? 
Just... What I would say is that they're they're pretty much all up against you, and you're yes. being timed every day. So it's better on day one if anybody asks, "Are you all right, mate?" <laughs> to probably ignore them. Yeah. Because they're they're just trying to psych you out. That's good. Give them yeah. the just like the cold shoulder. Yeah. Just look them, stare them down. You didn't mm. hear them. Yeah. I'm gonna go to my uh, my just stock answer for an Ask a Cat 3, which is just shouting. Yeah. You just yell at, just yell at people. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Pull through. They're, they're either going too slow or they're going too fast. So even they're... on a feed station when they're just like, how are you doing, Spencer? You just, just shout at them. Oh, feed stations, You that's where you yell the most. Yeah. I'm going to go <laughs> Because to... people are getting in your way and you're not giving you a hand. Oh, go, yeah, go ahead, Matt. Oh, no, I'm going to go to my classic answer, which is this. You can't see it, but I'm just shaking my head left and right going, what is that guy doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. my move. Just just, just being like, what are you doing, A man? look of disapproval. Yep, total disapproval, and I want you to know it. Ah, that's, that's awesome. That's classic. All right, guys, I think we had a great week of riding. Jim, we wish you the best of luck as oh, you head into the Hoda Alps. Many Alps. thanks. Yeah. You're going to be awesome. Yeah, you'll be all opened up. The legs are opened up now. Yeah, you got yeah. them opened just, up. Just a few openers yeah, this week. Yeah, little openers. Good to go. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks to Topical Edge for sponsoring this podcast. And tune in, as always, to our regular weekly podcast about cycling news and our bi-weekly training podcast, Fast Talk. That's all for this trip. Have a good one. A bientôt. Au revoir.